Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Sonica Guadara. She is a personal fashion stylist. How are you doing today, Sonica? I am doing great, Brad. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here on the Empowerography podcast. I appreciate you taking the time and I appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you. I, I am really you know, grateful for being here and looking forward to our chat. Well, let's jump right in then. So Sonica, as I mentioned, you are a personal fashion stylist. You are the owner and founder of Style by Sonica. You're a lifestyle blogger and last but certainly not least a mother. How did you decide to become a personal fashion stylist? You know, I've always been a creative, meaning, you know, always like you know, the arts and design. And I've always had my own personal style and people would always come up to me and just say, oh, I love what you're wearing. And maybe in the back of my head, I kept that. And I actually owned a home accessory store many, many years ago. Again, creative juices. It was when I was on a little brief maternity (laughs) stint while I was home. I did that. But fast forwarding, I took some classes at the Fashion Institute of Technology, which is an amazing fashion and design school in New York City, just, you know, just some, you know, regular classes. And then one thing led to another and I graduated with a fashion styling certificate. Wow. And how long was the course at FIT? You know, it took me because I, you know, had, you know, I went part time, it took me about two years to do I would go at night, And in the summer, I mean, you know, there were some people who were able to complete it within a year, but because of my journey, it took me a little longer. Right. Makes sense. Can you tell us a bit about the business and the services you offer to your clients? Yes. So I work with clients one-on-one now, you know, it's been more virtual and actually I've been doing some online, you know, coming together with some online classes, teaching women so they can do it on their own end, how, you know, what looks good on them and, you know, certain of the key elements of getting dressed and what fashion and style is. Okay. What would you say is the most rewarding or inspirational part of your career as a fashion stylist? It's most when I see my clients light up. I mean, you can just see they're beaming, you know, I'll find things in their closet, you know, suggest things that they never thought they could wear. And when I see them light up and they're like, oh my God, they look so great. That that's definitely a big highlight for me. Yeah, I'm sure it must be incredible to see that the gleam in their eyes when they realize, look at like how amazing they look. Oh yeah, because you know, 
sometimes, you know, we don't realize, oh, wait, I could have worn this with that. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, this is something that I work with also is like, you know, your body type and women in particular, not so much men, but, you know, different body types. And they're afraid, you know, they might think what they see on TV or on a celebrity would look good on them. That doesn't necessarily look good on them. So I point them in the right direction and they're like, wow, I didn't realize I can look just as fierce. (laughs) I love it. How did you decide or figure out that there was a need for this service in the market? Well, I mean, hello, we all have to get dressed. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that women are willing to pay you to style them. Right. Well, I mean, you know, listen, women are paying to get a fitness trainer come and get them in shape. So why not what we do? Like I just pointed out to you, I mean, we always have to get dressed. So why not learn the key elements to help you always feel and look confident. Yeah, very true. And how long has um, Style by Sonica been up and running now? It's been about five years that I've been doing this. You know, it's something that, you know, I didn't start off doing as, you know, when I came out of college, this is something that came about like later after I had my children and I was a stay-at-home mom for a few years. And what were you doing before you started Style by Sonica? Well, I actually, if we go way back, I mean, I was, (laughs) (laughs) I actually was a high school history teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that for, you know, about 10, 11 years. And then, you know, I just started having kids. And then in the beginning of, after I had my second child, I opened up a home accessory store And I figured, oh, you know, I have all this time. And again, people would be like, wow, you have great taste. You should have a store. And I did that. But again, you know, having retail is very difficult, especially if you're starting out as a young mom. It was hard, you know, feeling like you want to be home. You want to be at your business. So I didn't stay with that very long. And then I pretty much just stayed as a house mom. (laughs) Okay. So what was, so was having children then the shift or the pivotal point for you for stopping teaching? Yes, pretty much. Because even though, you know, and teaching is a fabulous job, and you're very blessed to have your summers off and getting off, you know, it's still, you're still feeling guilty that you're not there, you know, for the first steps or, you know what I mean? So it was, it was a really difficult decision to make in the long run. I'm happy because my kids now are young adults and you can't buy back that time. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's definitely true. You're a certified fashion stylist from FIT, as you mentioned, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Was becoming a personal fashion stylist your intention from when you started your educational journey at FIT? Oh, no. Okay. No, absolutely not. Like, I mean, three of my four kids were at a, um, a sleepaway camp just for like two weeks. And I'm like, oh, this is a great time for me to, you know, take some enrichment courses And I'm like, oh, let me check out FIT. It's New York City. That'll be fun. I can take the bus in, you know, and I was looking at the course selection. And so I just picked something out in fashion styling and PR. And it was like a three day intensive. And I was like hooked. And then the teacher was like, oh, we're offering another class next week. Would you be interested? And I'm like, okay. And I did that. (laughs) And then I was like, wow, I really like this. Let me. And then I'm looking through their course content and they offered, you know, continuing classes at night. And I'm like, uh-huh. All right, try one class. And then after I took that one class in September, the professor, she was like, Oh, who's here for the certificate program. And I didn't really know what she was talking about okay. and I looked into it. And then I was like, wait, I, I can do this. I mean, it, it seems like I really like what the courses are all about. So why not give it a try? Excellent. 
And the rest, as they say, is history. Yes, it's history, but believe it or not, it was still a lot of work. I didn't realize oh, that I'm sure. and it got to be a lot of work. <laughs> what inspires you the most about working in the fashion world? I love that there's really not any judgment and all the creativity. You know, when you, you know, you especially see it when there's like a fashion week and you you see all walks of life of how people mix and match and dress and there's no judgment you know and that's that's something that i do like about that whole world yeah you know when when you think of fashion though i always think of women not supporting one another because i've seen a lot of that in the corporate world where women weren't supporting each other and it was always clawing at each other for that position and whatnot so i'm surprised to hear that that is something going on in the fashion world that there is well, a lot of support. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, support as far as creativity is going, Right. I mean, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of cattiness and there can be that. I mean, especially like say with fashion styling more so say in the suburbs, because there's a lot of women like coming up the ladder saying, Hey, I'm a stylist, you know, especially with, with social media and, you know, maybe because they look pretty, they, have nice, you know, know how to put things together. So they automatically call themselves a stylist. And then, you know, I live around the corner from them and, and it's like, Ooh, you're competition for me. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, definitely competition, but as far as, you know, the fashion world itself, you know, they're, I mean, they don't judge amongst themselves as far as that creativity goes, but I mean, I I'm sure like job wise. Oh yeah. Like the claws are all out. <laughs> Although I have to, I do have to say, since I started the podcast a year and a half ago, I've seen a complete shift in that mentality and that attitude. I haven't seen nearly as much of the cattiness and the competition. I've seen a hell of a lot more support amongst women supporting each other. And it's amazing to see. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, women do support other women, but for me personally, I feel that it's been women that like aren't necessarily in my friend group that are more supportive for you than I feel like the women I'm meeting outside are amazing. And like your little friend group, I mean, it's not that they feel threatened or anything like that. You know, sometimes people see that you're being successful and they aren't, you know what I mean? In whatever realm they're in. So maybe they're not as supportive of you, but since COVID, I mean, people really have shifted for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. What is your approach when styling a client? Can you walk me through how you decide upon how to style them and what the what the process is that you go through? Well, I mean, you know, obviously, if you're a new client, you know, I'll have you fill out a questionnaire and it gives me kind of like an idea of what your likes and dislikes are. And then we'll talk about it. And then if it's a mat, you know, if it's good for both of us, you know, because it's not just for me, it's for that client as well, you know, then we'll take it forward. And then, you know, depending upon what they're looking for, whether it's a new wardrobe, they've lost weight, their career change, maybe, maybe even like a divorce, you know, people are looking for different things in their lives. So that's, you know, I listen to them, you know, big, big thing about a stylist, you're also kind of like a therapist. And that's yeah. kind of. I refer to myself as well, because you have to listen to what your clients and their, what their needs are. Right. Very true. Yeah. I spoke with, I had a stylist on a while back and she's actually, she has a, um, a degree in psychology as well. And she kind of married the two psychology and fashion styling in her business. thought it was a very interesting mix. 
Oh, absolutely. Because you are a therapist. And, you know, being that I was a high school history teacher, I also have a master's in administration and supervision. You know, I was giving lectures, I was speaking, and I'm also teaching people. So even though I'm a stylist, I'm also teaching people how to dress well. Right. Yeah, definitely. Where do you pull your inspiration from when you're styling clients? I would say definitely I'm a big one about old Hollywood because everything old is new again. Yeah. So a lot of times I draw inspiration, you know, from different eras and, and then take it from there. Are there any fashion stylists in particular that you admire or look up to and why do you look up to and admire them? I'm very fond of Patricia Field. And she's actually based out of New York City, very quirky and super creative. For those listening, if you're not familiar who Patricia Field is, she is the one who dressed Sarah Jessica Parker for Sex in the City, the original, you know, TV show. She's not doing it for their HBO just like that presently. But, you know, if you look at the clothing Sarah Jessica wore, you know, just very classic. I mean, even today, if you like, even though that was maybe 20 years ago, girls are dressing just the same way. Mm -hmm. So she's very iconic. And I love how she just mix and matches and everything. Okay. Now, I read that your main goal when working with clients is to help them transform from the inside out. Your motto is style plus mindset equals success. Mm -hmm. Why is this so personally important to you? Well, I mean, just going back to like, you know, being a therapist, you know, you're helping people with their mindset, because that's a lot of what it is, because women will be like, Oh, I can't wear that. You know, I'm too fat. I haven't lost weight. I'm not pretty enough. And that's absolutely not true. And I want to build my clients up so that they feel good about what they're wearing. So it's a combination of both, you know, having style, but you know, just putting on clothes just doesn't do it. You also have to work within to create, you know, that success, which is what we want at the end. Right. And how do you deal with that when you, I I would imagine you get that a fair bit that they don't feel comfortable in their clothing Mm -hmm. and this isn't for me. How do you deal with that and and help them shift their mindset? So that's difficult. And I mean, a (laughs) lot of times, the thing is the majority of the times, if somebody is working with me, it's because they are open to that change. Do you know what I mean? Like they want that, like they're ready for that. You know, every now and then I'll have somebody who is somewhat resistant and it's just because they, they're locked in. Do you know what I mean? Like they were conditioned to feel like, you know, you could only dress a certain way or you could only, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, you can't wear white after, you know, Labor Day, like that kind of mentality. So it's kind of breaking through, but I also remind them, listen, the reason why you sought me out, it's because you want to see this change. So trust the process. It must be incredible though, to see that transformation and to see them step into their power and realize that, yeah, look at me. I rock this outfit. Yeah. And I mean, and it's from all gamuts. I mean, because like a lot of times, like I, you know, the major complaint most women have is like, well, you know, I can't hire you. I'm not going to work with you because I haven't lost weight. Right. You know, at the end of the day, we all, regardless of who you are, we all have those mindset things. Like we're like, I have to lose weight. I'm not where I was. And you may be at once or you may not be. So you need to live in the present. My, my whole thing is let's live now. Let's not 
what you're going to do or what you were. Let's live about now. So let's make it work. I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to lose weight. Okay. Mm-hmm. We invest all this money on, on a wardrobe, but we can work with what you have and buy some things that are going to get you through and make you feel confident you yeah. know, and, and look good as well. Well, yeah, I deal with that very same thing as a photographer and a boudoir photographer. Well, mm-hmm. I'll book a shoot. I got to lose 10 pounds. I got to, right. it's like, no, let's celebrate you now. Exactly. And then if you want to do another shoot after you've lost the weight, if that's your goal, then great. Let's do another shoot, but let's right. celebrate who you are now. Right. And you know how it is always like, you know, say like we criticize how we look today, but you know, as the years go by, you look back and you're like, oh, wait, I wasn't, I, I didn't look so bad back then. Do yes. You know I mean? Yeah. So, 100%. You've yeah. made it your mission, Sonica, to help women feel beautiful, confident, and fabulous at any age. Why have you decided to make this your mission? Well, I mean, primarily this is for women, you know, like say over 30, you know, people who've had their children or like in their forties going back to work. And, you know, who knows if people are getting divorced and whatnot, like you hit like this, you know, brick in the wall, you know, you, you know, and you can't move. And, and I feel like sometimes people think age defies, like if they can still look pretty and be confident and get that powerhouse job, you know, maybe they've been at home, you know, stayed home mom for all these years. And they're like, wait, I used to be this person before kids. And, you know, I haven't done it now in 10, 15 years. Can I redo that? You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, any age, I mean, there's young women I've met where, you know, they're lacking confident, but for me being that I started out later in life as a stylist, I'm like, wow, you know what? This is so empowering to give back and, and help women realize, listen, you can do this no matter what age you are. That's right. That's a, you're a huge testament to what you're preaching to your clients. Say, because you have that experience. Look at me. I started later in life and look at what I'm doing. So you can do it too, which is perfect. Yeah. And you know, and if you noticed, I mean, which is, I'm really excited because when I first came out, you know, I was like second guessing myself because I I was doing internships, you know, to learn the business, you know, because I was also fashion styling. Like I loved working with like yourself, photographers and models and, and, you know, like that's just a whole different world as well. And I'm, I'm up against all these young, you know, youngins. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have like <laughs> 10 years to intern. Do you know what I mean? To yeah. make a name for myself and to get there. And that's kind of like how then I shifted into personal styling. But now, you know, I've just been seeing more and more women and even men, like, you know, we're embracing our age. It's like, yeah. what? it's, it's cool to be who you are today. And that's age right. Is- for sure. And as you've mentioned a couple of times, mindset, it's all about mindset. Everything I think goes back to and can be attributed to mindset. And because I'm so in tune with it, when I'm surrounded by people who like, you know, look at the glass half empty as opposed yeah. to half full, it's very frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Sonica, do you only work with women or do you style men as well? Oh yeah, no. I work with men as well. Not okay. as much, but I, you know, mostly with women. But, you know, every now and then I'll do a personal client for a, for a man. And I just recently did a whole photo shoot with a man, you know, okay. a model. So that'll be coming out in September. So yeah, that, you know, it was great because it also pushed the envelope for me because as simple as men are, it's a whole new world. <laughs> well. Is that intentional or just organically your business just 
kind of grew that way due to your branding and, and things yeah, like I think that? It just grew out organically. Right. You know I mean, it wasn't like I had a business plan. Yeah. <laughs> And okay, this is the model I'm following. So yeah, it kind of grew organically, but I am trying to become push myself, you know, create more of that entrepreneur mindset as well for me, you know, because it is a business that I'm running. Right. Do you find it more challenging to style men? I mean, initially, when I was first doing it, because again, you know, it's like learning like the measurements and so forth. But you know, men are aren't as difficult as I thought it would be. Um, And men are very easy to work with, you know, they're not, yeah. like, oh, you know, you, you're, you know, you go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sonica, what's your styling philosophy? I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's a philosophy, but I'm, I'm very into high, low styling. Okay. And, you know, you don't have to wear designer head to toe. You don't have to wear like target head to toe. It's not yeah. If it looks good and it works with the outfit that you're putting together, I like to mix and match it. Excellent. What would you say is one of the most difficult problems you've had to solve regarding styling a client? I think, you know, something that I mentioned briefly before, it's just their mindset. And when they are stuck on, well, this is the only kind of look that works with my body or this is the only colors, you know, when, when they're not willing to try other things. Cause I've worked with some women where, I mean, they want to work with me, of course, but they're at the same time, it's very hard for them to let go. And if they don't trust the process, it makes it a little difficult for me because I'll find all these amazing things for them to wear. And they're like, no, 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 without even really trying it on. Right. Now you are also a lifestyle blogger. What is your favorite part about being a blogger? Well, what I like about blogging, it's a great way of just sharing your experience and what you learned and being that I was, say, for instance, like a history teacher, you know, like just, you know, really talking about, you know, like say traveling, for instance, like if I'm sharing, you know, a travel post and just talking about like what I saw and what I did and what you can do. So that's, that's like the fun part about it. Yeah. How did you decide to get started as a blogger? How did that happen for you? It started off in the beginning. I mean, I did it a lot more than I have been recently, even though I'm trying to get back into it. And it was just like, okay, you know, let me just talk about my interests, what I'm doing. So that's kind of like how it started off. And and then I came to find out that that's kind of like what an influencer is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I do do it prop, but not as much as I used to. It's just finding the time of the day, you know what I mean? To, to, yeah. to do that. But it is something that I do enjoy writing about. It, it does take a hell of a lot of discipline though, if to do it on a regular basis. Oh yeah, no, it does. And you know, for anybody listening out there who wants to do a blog, I mean, I empower you, you should go for it. But you know, in order to make it successful, if you, you have to really stick with it. And, and that's really, I'm sure we're going to get to it. Like with a lot of things, you know, you have to, you have to keep on it because it's just not going to, you know, happen overnight. Yeah, for sure. Sonica, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Basically, I guess kind of like reiterating what I was just saying, like put in the work, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to put in the time. If that's what you want, it's going to happen. You just, you know, again, you just have to put in the time and effort so that you can become successful because it's a lot it's a lot of revolving pieces it's not just you know styling people it's everything you know you know with the shopping aspect your website 
putting up your Instagram posts, you know, or other social media posts. It's, it's a lot of hustling, trying to meet people, what's out there, what's happening. You know, it's, 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 there's a lot of moving pieces. Keep, keeping on top of trend, fashion trends and all that stuff. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of moving pieces for sure. And I mean, that can be said for every business you have to, yeah. when starting out, you've got to, you're wearing so many hats. It's a oh, lot absolutely. of work. And I think a lot of people romanticize entrepreneurship and think that, you know, it's going to be an easy ride and you get to set your own hours and you don't have to work when you don't want to. And sure, some of that is true, but if you don't work, you're not going to eat. Right. Exactly. And as a solopreneur, it does. I mean, I do appreciate when people will compliment me or I'll get DMs and they'll say, Hey, like who helped you do this? Like, and I'm like, you're looking at her. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're looking yeah. at her. And like you said, I mean, you know, there are some pluses and minuses, but when you work for yourself, you're definitely, I think, working much more than if you were working the nine to five. Oh, absolutely. I think it's like having two or three full-time jobs. <laughs> To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? I guess my greatest high as far as styling comes is when my clients feel good about themselves and they're like, wow, I'm so much of a better person. I feel so much more confident and through that I feel beautiful. So that to me is a big win, you know, as far as my career is concerned. But, you know, overall, I mean, having my four kids, I mean, to me, that's like the ultimate, Yeah, you know, healthy. Yes, for sure. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I'm definitely a people person. I I'm a gabber. And I think (laughs) I'm an I'm an only child. So I guess maybe growing up, I used to think it was terrible. But in, in the long run, it really it created, you know, the person that I am today, because I'm not shy. And, you know, I can show up somewhere by myself. And then by the end of the night, have met all these new amazing people. So, you know, those skill sets that I have being able to freely speak to people and making them feel comfortable is something that I I would think is a unique skill set that I own. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Success to me, I feel like it's by one's character and the crucial elements of one's personality. You know, for instance, your interests, your behavior, your moral compasses, you know, those are the elements to create that key to success. You need to have all these little combination of elements that will make you successful. Okay. What was a turning point in your life, Sonica, and how did that affect you? A turning point for me is, and I don't know if it was necessarily a turning point, but my younger son has special needs and, you know, it wasn't like, Ooh, I felt like I knew immediately. It was like something that like evolved and through the years, you know, when you realize, okay, your kid's different, you can't, you know, make him be like everyone else, right. except who he is. And that was so like relief when I was able to finally do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have four children and, you know, three above him, you know, having friends and going places. And and then you see your younger son not doing that. Not that he was complaining about it. And you just realize, okay, I always knew he was different, but I'm like, no, he could like mainstream. And then, and not to say that he can't, but it's his choice that he doesn't. And to me, that was a turning point. Cause I'm like, you have to let go, accept who he is mm-hmm. and work with that. Yeah. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? 
I guess, again, like acceptance and being okay to accept sometimes things aren't going to happen the way you want and letting that go, but not letting you bring you down and just try the next thing, you know, and that's like with all walks of life, whether, you know, trying to pursue a job and you don't get it and you're like, wait, what did I do? You know, you know, you know, you start second guessing yourself and rather than just okay, it's okay to be in that funk. I mean, for anybody to say you should mourn however you're feeling, you should, but you don't want to stay like that forever. So you want to get yourself out of that funk, you know? Yeah. So definitely like just acceptance and picking yourself up and like just being determined. Yeah. So I guess that's how I would describe that. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. Sonica, how would you describe yourself in one word? Passionate. What was your dream job as a child? To be a lawyer. Really? And what, so what, I'm going to get off track here again, but (laughs) what, what stopped that? You know, what stopped that, you know, I was a history teacher of going to law school and then I would talk to different people and they're like, oh, you know, you're going to be working like 80 hours a week. Whereas as a teacher, your hours are this way. If you're going to plan on having a family and I did practice for the LSATs, yeah. but I just never followed through with it. And Hey, listen, it's still not out of the, you know, it's still not true. <laughs> not, Very true. But you know, just again, going off tangent, what's crazy about this fashion world is that since I've gotten into it as a stylist, I have met so many people that guess what their former job was? <laughs> a lawyer? A lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many people, whether like, I can't begin to tell you, there's a lot of stylists out there um, or people who work in fashion that were former attorneys or wow. you know, sci or criminal justice. Yeah. Definitely. Now that I told you this, you're going to, you're going to be like, oh my God, when you meet somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Money or fame? Both. <laughs> okay. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Aside from necessities, what's one thing you could not go without? Traveling? Would that go? Would that count? Sure. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Respect. What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? Forever young. Interesting. I like that one. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? The judging, how people judge other people. Yeah. Entrepreneur life is? Hard work. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Don't mess with me. (laughs) (laughs) That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regular scheduled program. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Empowerment? means giving someone the source of the means to achieve something. So, you know, I help women do that. So basically I empower, you know, something that they don't have. So empowering is giving somebody that ability to do something that they didn't think they could do. Beautiful. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Three skills need to be successful. Definitely dedication, Mm -hmm. not giving up and have tough skin. Yeah. Definitely have tough skin. What would your friends, parents, siblings, or closest friends list as some of your best characteristics, do you think? They would say that I am loyal and I'm that type of person. Like if you need me and you pick up the phone, I'm going to be there for you. Okay. Reliable. Yeah. 
podcast. Is there a time or decision in your career you wished you had turned out differently? I wish there was more time. Like I said, when I started out, time is of the essence. Maybe when you're younger, you don't think of that. But as you get older, you definitely see how, wow, there's not enough time to do everything I want to do. Yeah, the time certainly goes by a hell of a lot quicker the older you get. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, when you're kids, you don't think about it. You you wish you could grow up quicker and Right. We always tried to tell our kids don't don't wish your your younger years away. Don't wish you were older. Just enjoy being a kid and do yeah. the things that kids yeah. do. Yeah, no, I know, but again, you know, I guess that's something that we can say it until we're blue in the face. And, yeah. and, you know, somebody pointed it out to me. I think the reason why that happens, it's because we're older, we have memories to go base on, right? We have all yeah. these experiences. Whereas when you're younger, you haven't gotten there yet. So yeah. for them, that's why like they, they're in a rush. Whereas we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I would say my role model that would be my mom. She's still here. And, you know, I'm blessed to still have my mom. And my parents got divorced when I was younger. And she's somebody who immigrated here from another country, didn't really speak the language, didn't have anything more than a high school degree. And showed me like when she got divorced, like she could do it on her own and support her daughter. And of course, my father was in my life. But you know, seeing that as a single parent, that must have been difficult now that I can relate being a parent myself. Yeah. And the sacrifices that she made so that I can be who I am today and and just teaching me all the great things about style, which is what I embody today. She taught me a lot about that and about being a good person. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Let it go and trust that it's all going to happen perfectly. Not get caught up and get worried and have anxiety that, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, oh, I'm not going to get that dream job. Like just everything happens for a reason. If you don't get that dream job, it's okay because something else better is going to come along your way. Yeah. What my dad always used to say to me, what's meant for you won't go by you. Exactly. Lastly, Sonica, if you're to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Something along the lines, be grateful for the people around you and all of your surroundings. Be present and don't let yourself get caught up on the negativity. Just just really enjoy the moment. Put a smile on your face. Honestly, like smile totally can change how you feel. And when you meet somebody and you're smiling back at them, you'll be amazed at how reciprocity. Yes. That you will get. <laughs> Sorry about that little tongue. That's okay. From that, from that person. And yeah, like just being grateful and being present. Beautiful. Sonica, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey with us and talk about your business and what you're doing. I appreciate you taking the time and I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, Brad. I appreciate you having me and taking the time to speak to me and to sharing my story and hopefully empowering others, you know, because that's really the key. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. So thank you. Thank you so much. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Sonica Guadara. She is a personal fashion stylist. Thanks so much, Sonica. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you.
Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.